The only thing, and this is another thing that I wanted to ask you, the thing that kind of like drives me crazy about today's bodybuilding is, um, I mean, I, I understand it's not going anywhere and the social media aspect isn't going anywhere, but the whole idea that you're putting everything out for everybody to see. You and I are from the generation, because I'm 45 years old. I don't, I think you're a little bit older than me. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. 49. Yeah. So you're a little, we're from the uh, wear a sweatshirt and train in the basement and don't take your shirt off until you get on stage kind of thing. You know, the Dorian Yates deal, yeah. you know? Um, and I remember I was training in Powerhouse Gym um, in Staten Island. There was a pro bodybuilder there. I'm not going to name names. Um, and I was working out with my nephew and I was uh, good friends with, with the, with the, the guy who was running the place and it was a pro bodybuilder and it was like maybe six weeks before the Olympia. And he's got somebody following him around with the camera, you know, for Instagram and, you know, he's taking off his shirt. And of course the guy owning the gym, let him do it. I mean, he was a pro bodybuilder, but I'm, I'm saying to myself, man, look how different it is. Like he's, he's, this guy's got to worry about his Instagram following or his YouTube following. And he's got the biggest contest in the world in six weeks. Right. And uh, to me, I still believe in, and, and I know those gyms aren't around anymore, like a diamond gym, really, you know, there's not too many of them left, right. but how do you feel about that aspect? So I, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I, I agree. You know, I agree something that's lost, you know, when uh, you're taking your focus off of training, and uh, knowing there's a camera there, knowing you're being watched, for me, I was the same way as you said, you know, I wanna, I, I wanna prepare myself for the competitions. I wanna go on and bust my ass competing. Um, then I'll stay for my photo shoots afterwards and then right. I'll do, then I wanna go home and I wanna make improvements and I wanna do it in the privacy of my own. You know, it, it's all put out there now and it's it's been so watered down. Um, most people that view this stuff, they don't really know the difference between somebody who's a pro and somebody who just is a no. They have no idea. Famous name, you know. But yeah. for me, it was always a distraction, um, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm actually suffering, you know, because of this now with the business with with my company because uh, a lot of these guys they build up their social media and then mm -hmm. they sell you whatever they're selling, you know. Um, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. I'm doing a little different. I was late in the game. Social media wasn't, you know, I retired in 2013. Mm -hmm. So that's when social media really started taking off. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm now I'm kind of doing it backwards. I'm building the business first um, and I'm building up my social media following, you know, after the fact, which mm -hmm. I don't necessarily mind because I'm, I think I'm a more grassroots, you know, type of guy. Right. 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 Yeah, right. More niche, you know, um, I'm not a lifestyle brand, you know, uh, I, this is, if you want it done right, you know, this is how you do it. This is the best way. This is the yeah. best way to do it. I put it all to the test as a, as opposed to what's the flavor of the month today, you know, right, and, right, and, right, right. but, but I definitely agree that, uh, that there's a lot lost when you're, when you're followed around with a camera crew and you know, you're being, uh, you know, Put on video 24 hours a day it's uh, and i get the business side of it also i do get it but i think there's some things that should be left uh like you don't see these top olympic athlete athletes you don't see these guys train you you don't see this you know you don't see you don't, you don't see fighters you know day in day out you know yeah, you, don't, you don't see behind the scenes you know you might see it after the fight but now it's like they're showing you everything 
all the way until they walk out on stage or walk into the gym or whatever they're doing. And I, and I get it. I get it that there's no way around it. You know, these guys, they have to try and make as much money as possible because, you know, you're not really going to get compensated very well unless you were like the top five guys in the world. So I do believe, I do believe there's a flip side to that though. Go ahead. I think there is an alternative route, you know, nobody wants to do it because you're the outcast. You know, if you stay away from that and keep it private, I believe people wonder, what is this guy doing? I want to see this guy. You could see what all these 20 million other people are doing 24 hours a day. Who cares? Right. But when you have a guy who shows up and everything's locked down and he's dominating, that's how you build a bigger market. You know, by that's a, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, you're going to be, you're going to be outcasted if you do that now, but all it's going to take is one person to step into the shadows and, 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 and demand their respect of privacy and they'll give you whatever they need to give you after the fact. There's definitely a market for that. But those are going to be your top guys that, that set a precedence for that. And I, I, that's, that's a, and it has worked in the past. Dorian yeah. Yates, Dorian Yates proved that. Yeah. Nobody knew what that guy did until right. he, until he released blood and guts. And everybody was dying to know. I, exactly. Exactly. Know. And that's, and, and even last year when, when, um, when Phil did not release any uh, social media stuff at all until he showed up for the Olympia, it was the same thing. It was like, what is he going to look like? So on and so forth. So yeah, I totally, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, so now that you're a pro, pro bodybuilder, yes. what are your goals as far as bodybuilding goes? Um, to be honest, not to be, you know, dramatic or anything, but I really don't know how many years I have left. I'm at, I'm yeah. 40, I'll be 47 next month. Right, so. right, right, right. Um, assuming that I probably have two or three more years in me. I just mm. want to see, I want to put everything I have into it and just see how high I can get. You know, I have this thing about being number one in the world. So I want to try and get there. Yeah, I totally understand. And it, it's very, it's very reasonable as you get older. I think your goals become more reasonable. And what I mean by that is when you see a young person that uh, wins right away, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're like, well, like as much of a fan I am of Nick Walker, I think he's hilarious and he's a great bodybuilder. You know, he just turned pro and he's, he's starting to say that he's going to win the Olympia. And that's great that he has that, but it's uh, difficult to achieve. Yeah. Uh, but it's come so easy for him because he's so gifted, right? And he's so young. But at this, when you have somebody that kind of turns pro later on in life and takes time, they understand the difficulties because it's kind of like going from college football to the NFL. It's really, even though it's the same, it's really different, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure when you were backstage at um, the North Americans and you saw the girls you were competing against and then you did your first pro show, and you saw the girls you're competing against. I'm sure you were like, "Wow, this is night yeah. and day." <laughs> you know, They're who wound up winning that show? Uh, the Chicago Pro. Yeah. Uh, Teresa Ivanchek. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Why am I thinking of? Um, why am I thinking of what's her name? Marvelous. What's her, what is her name? Did she? Win oh, you're marvelous. Yeah, she wasn't in that show, but um, Rashana Boswell was. Okay. And she got second. That, but okay. yeah, marvelous. Um, she was in the Olympia, I think right? She was in Rising Phoenix, but I don't remember if she was in Olympia. I don't know. She might have been. It was either one of the that or Rising Phoenix. Okay, okay. Or maybe both. 
Are there any female bodybuilders that you like look at and go, oh, she's that's that's a threat. That's dangerous. You know, you know, um, to be honest, it's funny. Um, I would say I, you know, and I think it was Iris who had like a leanness that I have never seen in anybody in my life. Nobody has. And that would be, and she was a someone that she's someone that, you know, I definitely would uh would look look to look up to you know right. and be like oh my god i could only hope to right. like be there someday. Right, right, right. but it's funny because i've seen a lot of women that i've looked been watching online or whatever and i thought oh my god they're so much bigger than me or this or whatever and when it comes down to getting on stage things are a lot different mm -hmm. and a lot of these women that are really bigger a lot bigger in training seem to get really small when they diet down to get yes. on stage Yes. It's either that or, you know, I mean, it could be just that's when I saw him in person, too, you know, and mm -hmm. people just look different in person. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so I think that I have a little bit of a benefit with the powerlifting only because, um, uh, I mean, I may have only been bodybuilding for a couple of years, but I've been lifting in a way to put muscle on for just as long, if not longer than anybody in the sport right now. You know? Right, and, right, so, right, right. And the type of lifting that I did put on a very thick, solid type of muscle mm -hmm. that um, that I don't lose when I diet down. So right. I think that gives me a really huge advantage. Absolutely, that's uh, that was basically Mike Metzer, Dorian Yates, and Dave Palumbo's philosophy. You got to train hard and heavy to put on that thick, dense muscle. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, not that I'm in that category, but I agree. You know, um, I think it comes to a certain point where you achieve so much muscle that now it's kind of time to put the detail in. Yes, right? absolutely. Um, and I do more of that now. I do still keep in some heavy stuff just because it feels good. I like it. I always will. Right. But it's definitely a lot more about backing down to like the reps and little shaping things. Oh, yeah. It's just unbelievable. Um, all right, so who Matt Jensen's training you, right? So Matt does my diet and nutrition and John Meadows does all of my training. John Meadows is blowing up in the last like two years <laughs> or so. He's he's yeah. training Samson Dowda. He trains, I think he mm -hmm. trains Fuad. I think he trains Guy now as far as you yeah. know, in the gym. Uh Guy Sistanino rather. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he is blowing and Matt Jensen is an, is a is another one as far as the nutrition and the and the chemistry is just yeah. you know, it's you know what's funny is it seems as though like every few years bodybuilding has a couple of top trainers that are kind of in your face you know for yeah. a little while it was acido and george farah right? yeah right, and, then, right. and then it was uh uh charles glass for for a little bit and now it seems to be matt jensen and who's the guy that trains hollingshead i forgot his name i don't remember his name uh pete pitor right 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 patrick. right, right. He, yes patrick. patrick yeah right uh it seems to be those uh I don't know why, but it's uh they seem to like come in and out, you know. Um, but yeah, I've been with Matt. I've been with Matt for five years, and I've been with John for six years now. So, you know, I I just found out it works best to kind of like I see a lot of guys coach jumping. It's like, yeah, it's not it's not gonna happen in one show. It may not happen in one season that your body is gonna get adjusted to the coach. He or she can know your body. It takes some time to learn that stuff. Right. So now. Matt and John were body inside out, man. They can, you know, train me, prep me with their eyes closed at this point. Right, now. right, 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 right. Yeah. What do you attribute such great uh, gains from? Do you attribute it to 
uh, his style of training, or is it just consistency in time? Or what, what do you attribute it to? Yeah, for sure, it's consistency in time. Um, but also for me personally, it's not having to think um, because when ah. I was younger, I was always in the gym, like, oh, what should I do next? Or what should I do more of this or less of that? Like it was always, I was in the gym for three, three and a half hours back in the day. Now with John's program, it's literally like five, four or five exercises. I mean, on paper, you look at it like that's it when you're going through it and like with the actual motion, with the drop sets or however you had you doing it, it's taxing as hell. And it, it I works. Can imagine. And his biggest thing is recovery and like um, health of the joints. So he doesn't have me do anything that aggravates certain areas. Like I don't deadlift, I don't do barbell rows. Um, we don't do anything that really tax the elbows. He's very health. I mean, he's very health conscious when it comes to the knees. Um, so there's not really a lot of poundages when it comes to like the heavy stuff, like those things, like deadlift stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, he's learned my body. You know, like I said, and he knows what exercises particularly work for me. And the best thing about John is everything he throws at you, he's done himself, and he knows that work. So he's not just making mm -hmm. shit up out of the blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Um, well, you obviously don't need the the the, the tremendously heavy weight banging anymore. I mean, you have enough size. It goes without saying. Mm -hmm. um, how did you, how are you able to, because it's a lot of guys problem. How are you able to put on that size without blowing out your stomach? Because, I mean, how big is your waist? Honestly, was it 27, 28 inches? I mean, if I, I don't, I didn't measure it, but I would say like 28, 29, maybe if that. Yeah. So how did you go about, because I got to imagine you have to eat a lot of food. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's crazy because um, that's one thing I manage all year round, um, especially during practice. We do core work every single day after cardio. Mm -hmm. um whether that's obliques lower abs upper abs middle abs so we work on that constantly um i keep i, I make sure to know matt knows what foods work for my stomach and what don't so mm -hmm. for example a lot of guys like steak like that's a bodybuilder's meal right mm -hmm. for me it doesn't work it, it, i don't digest it properly it just sits in my stomach and it bloats me out mm -hmm. so we do nothing that blows my stomach everything's easily digested north americans that's right i'm sorry you're one of the north americans mm -hmm. so from about 2014 till i'd say about three years ago it, it seemed like uh, you had all the muscle in the world. You kind of, you know, it seemed to me like you kind of had uh, some problems coming in shape. But then like three years ago, it was like you found the formula. Mm -hmm. and, and I, what do you attribute that to? Uh, just the training, you know. I never trained like a bodybuilder before. When I turned pro, you know, I was still training like a powerlifter. I was still really? squatting 100 pounds for low reps and stuff like that. I wasn't trained like a bodybuilder. So, you know, you, you can't expect to look like a bodybuilder if you're not training like a bodybuilder. Okay. How much you were know? you squatting? You know, eight, 900 pounds for yes. low reps. Right. So, you know, doing stuff like that, it's impressive. And, you know, people gravitate towards it and everything like that. But yeah. when it comes to bodybuilding, it really don't matter how much you squat or how much you bench press, you know? Yeah. Well, look at Dexter Jackson, 100%. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Right. Dexter Jackson, Sean Roden, mm -hmm. you know, even Phil, they weren't crazy strong guys, but you're 100% mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you you uh score squat 900 what were you deadlifting i think i would the most i would went up to was about 850 i think wow and mm -hmm. what about and what about bench pressing about 550. my bench press was probably my weakest but clearly you're you're clearly you're probably the strongest ifbb pro bodybuilder it's probably between you and i would say james hollingshead um you had, you know, uh, God rest his soul. It was, it was usually you and um, Dallas, Dallas McCall. Everybody was, and even um, Luke Sandow was was really strong. And you know, yeah. uh, you know, R.I.P. R.I.P. You know, there's a lot of tragedy. But 
as of right now, I mean, I'd say, like you said, it doesn't really matter on stage, but I don't know to, to dudes. It's impressive, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's impressive to look at, you know, and, you know, I, I see a lot of guys, you know, they, they move in some serious weight right now to me. I'm just, I don't play that, that moving weight stuff anymore, man. You know, like the whole, like, you know, is he stronger and all this stuff. I really don't care about that shit anymore. Well, you it's, know, it's, it's whatever you're doing is, uh, is working, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, how long have you been working for what how long have you been working with oscar oscar arden uh me and oscar started back in 2000 i want to say 17 or 2018. okay so for people who don't know oscar arden is probably one of the best coaches in the country certainly on the east coast mm -hmm. so he's trained guys like kai green right mm -hmm. he went to one of classics with kai green he trained victor martinez mm -hmm. he trained evan santopani these are all champion bodybuilders yeah and i don't know but did, was do you attribute anything to his training methods of course he, he really taught me how to train like a bodybuilder you know that, mm -hmm. was, that was one of the first person that really taught me you know you're training wrong and everything like that you're not training mm -hmm. like a bodybuilder so i've learned a lot from him you know i've changed my training because of him you know so you know i, I attribute you know, a lot of my success to the way he taught me how to train and everything like that you know i see i see yeah because it's making a big difference and you are you know people talk about like scary bodybuilders like he could be scary that seems to be the quote you are pretty much the definition of a scary bodybuilder mm -hmm. you're off everybody's radar and then you you have the more muscle than anybody on stage and now you come in chiseled that's the that's the definition of scary <laughs> Every, for everybody else that's a definition of scary um so that the rumor has it that leon brown discovered you is that true yeah yeah well actually it was his wife actually so really oh yeah it was his wife so i gotta that, give her that credit you know how did that story go uh one day you know i was um i was coming back from the gym and i got on the subway being back mm -hmm. you know, living in brooklyn and everything like that i, got, I actually got on the bus the MTA okay. bus, and she would she just so happened to be sitting right behind the driver okay when I put the metro card in she saw my triceps and she couldn't <laughs> believe what she saw i didn't know uh -huh. Back then and everything like that you know mm -hmm. and uh she she gave me her a business card and she told me uh she still is out in staten island actually they both live out in staten island she gave me a business card and she actually uh introduced me to leon like maybe a couple of days later i went out to staten island to, to see her and see leon and uh that's how we started you know and how old were you about when that happened uh i want to say like 25 26 maybe okay i started so, very late man yeah. you know so for who people who don't know leon brown was uh one of arnold schwarzenegger's training partners mm -hmm. and a top professional bodybuilder in the 70s and 80s yes and he was the one that discovered you and from what i understand i don't know if it's true or not he was the one that called dave palumbo is that accurate no that's not accurate but they did speak after a few times after but that's oh, not accurate. okay okay so who did you did you have a trainer you guys were just doing it on your own well me when i first started you know a couple of shows you know leon really leon is like an old school bodybuilder so he yeah. didn't really um it's not too like vast in the modern bodybuilding scene, you know, all right. you know, hardcore training and stuff yeah, like that. Old school, old school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys back then, they just trained so hard. They could eat whatever they wanted and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. He was, he was, he was a blessed bodybuilder. Yes. I yes, used to exactly. go, I used to go to the same gym as him. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to go, it was pumping iron, pumping mm -hmm. iron fitness. Mm -hmm. And every time I spoke to him, I mean, he mm -hmm. always looked great, even in his, as he got older, you know? Mm -hmm. Every time I spoke to him, hey Leon, what are you training? Uh, uh, chest and buys. Every time, <laughs> that's all he would train is chest and buys. You know, but he's a good dude. He's he's definitely yeah, definitely, 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 great, definitely great. 
his wife is also a beautiful person, you know. So really, yeah, I never had the pleasure of a lot of, oh, a lot of you know a lot of success to them, and you know they really like took me in, and you know I'm like a son to them. Uh, good guys coming up um, that look amazing. Which leads me to my next question: There's a lot of older guys. As much as I admired the older guys, they kind of, uh, and obviously I'm not going to name any names, but they kind of, for lack of a better term, kind of shit on the new guys. You know, say they don't work as hard, they don't come in as hard, they don't, so on and so forth. You What's your take really on that? To, I really beg to differ on that, believe me, because we've exactly. seen these guys train. We've yeah. seen them train. Because I always say, like, look, nobody ever becomes a pro bodybuilder by mistake. Right. And we all train goddamn hard. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, when you see a physique with that much muscle and that much on stage, it right. doesn't happen by just lifting baby weights. You know? Yeah. So when, you know, so when people start saying, oh, they don't train as hard, I'm like, really? That's bullshit. So, okay, why don't you go have a training session with yeah. them and then find out, you know? So I was laugh when, you know, when they say that, I was laugh and go, right, okay, sure. Sure. I hear I hear it all the time from uh, the the uh, the older bodybuilders, and the problem is the older bodybuilders they were the greats are saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. greats, and it's like, uh -huh. like I don't. Come on. But I same thing like we were talking about before. The every I think these guys, I think it's just every generation thinks the next generation <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I was I was uh, <laughs> I'm an electrician, right? Now I'm a sewer worker, but I was on a job site, and this is when I was an electrician's apprentice. And I was on a job site and LeBron James just broke into the NBA. Oh, wow. And there was a guy there. He was a, a steam fitter and he was steam fitter. Yeah, I think so. Or a plumber, yeah. I don't remember. And he was like, LeBron James, James ain't shit. Wilt to still, Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain was the man. Wilt to still Chamberlain. And I'm like, it's just oh. the same crap <laughs> that every generation does. Yeah. That's all yep, it is. He, and I think it's the really same is. thing, man. Uh, they will always and, find something to pick out in the next yeah. generation. It's just, it's just, you just take it on chin as what it is. And, and and the truth of the matter is, and this is, I mean, I'm 44. The truth of the matter is, my opinion is every generation of athlete gets better. They don't get what First of all, they're not. Even, even Kevin Lavrone, when he made his comeback, said these guys are not nearly as they way as. Well, yeah. Yep. They, they said these guys yep. are much bigger. Yeah. And like. And the guys um, when I, in the 90s and in the 80s, very few of them had striated glutes. Now, if you but step on stage, you would need, it, like, you, you're not, you're done. You're not even in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I always laugh because people always see, you always seem to be the same thing that comes up time and time. Oh, the guys in the 90s are more shredded. They're more this, more that. I'm like, okay, cool. You have uh, you have all the top guys. Okay, get right. them out of the way. So the Ronnie, the Sean, the, get them out of the way. But right. then look at the rest of them and compare them to them. That's now, right. if you ain't coming there striated, talk to toe striated now, right? Who the hell looks at you? And then on top of that, you got to be as cool as hell. Yeah, you got to be dry as anything, and you got to. So you look at it going, and, and you need mass. You need like back then, oh, yeah. if you were three hundred pounds, that was a big deal. Now every open body yeah. build is three hundred. No, every open body build is three hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Okay, cool. Uh, all right, cool. You know, it's you unbelievable. Know? So, King so Williams is another guy that uh, he lives in Jersey now. I grew up, in, it's funny, I grew up in Brooklyn, he's from Brooklyn, and we both live yeah. in New Jersey now. And he's like, he he I, he come, he goes to, uh, I think his wife manages the gym I used to go to or something like that. Yeah. He, he walks in and I would, you know, we're like, oh shit, Akeem Williams, and I would shoot the shit with him. And um, yeah, I think he's like 320 or something like that. And I'm like, damn, God, wow. he's just en he's like, enormous, just... I was like, the, I, I don't, I don't care, man. No. I mean, but, listen, you know, as we, as those we say, guys you know back what, then were we, not that big. No, but then you know what? We 
you know, new generation, we always give respect and just like say nothing. Right. You know, you always, you almost like, you know, you have your uncle that always goes back, oh, back in my day, back yes. in my day. Yeah, that's what it is. And you don't, you, you never go back and go, oh man, shut up and what you talk about. Yeah. You always just kind of give respect and go, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you can do. You just, just like, okay, acknowledge the respect and just say, look, yeah, that's what it is. Just and leave it at that because yeah. anything yeah. else just becomes back and forth and it doesn't take you anywhere. So, so you're just kind of like, yeah, okay. The funniest yeah. one is when they talk about the bubble guts and I'm like, the bubble guts in the nineties. I remember admiring the guys in the nineties. I remember admiring the guys in the nineties so much that I wanted a bubble gut. I wanted that big stomach, just like everybody else. I, I remember I went to the Olympia in two thousand one, and Craig Titus. He wasn't competing, but he was signing autographs. He was sitting down and selling his merch and signing autographs, and his stomach was on his lap, like literally on his lap, and like you know. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. You don't have to say it. But when Lee Priest talks about, you know, not working as hard and the and the and the and the, and the uh, bloated stomachs, I, I, if, if you ever saw him on, on his offseason, my God, he looks like a butterball turkey. <laughs> and I'm just oh. saying John from Sirius Selling is a Samson dad. I had nothing to say. I, <laughs> you know, his, I mean, he, his he gets so fat. I don't know. Whatever. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't know. <laughs> but you know. I mean, the thing is, like, people that they seem to underestimate the amount of size that we carry now, and they all spend the amount of food that is required to carry that size. And they, that's right. You know. And the thing is, remember, the judges set the criteria for mm -hmm. how they want the athletes to look. You know, if they want more size, they pick the guys. They start picking the bigger guys. Guess what? Everybody is gonna go for size. Right. Right. If you start picking more aesthetic guys. Everybody will try to be more aesthetic. You know. So. That's what set the criteria where you want the sports to go. So don't don't shit on the guys that are trying to basically keep up by doing whatever they can. Because yeah. they're only trying to follow where the trend is moving to, you yeah. know? So it's you it's it's like it's always the top guys. I don't hear the John Meadows saying it. I don't hear no. the Charles Glass saying it. I don't hear any of those guys that are in the mix 